The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Stephen Chapansky. Hi there. This series of Old Space Show follows the intergalactic swashbuckling escape antics of Roach Blake and his ruffian crew in the first season of Blake's Seven. Today, we're discussing the 10th episode, Breakdown. this episode. The implant in Gan's brain was designed to limit aggressive impulses, but when it malfunctions, he is in urgent need of neurosurgery. But will the doctors at Space Research Station XK-72 aid a wanted criminal? All right, this one is directed again by Veer Lorimer. He returns, written by Terror Bear Nation, and starring Gareth Thomas, Sally Nevette, Paul Darrow, Jan Chapel, Michael Keating, David Jackson, Peter Tudnam, Julian Glover, <laughs> Ian Thompson, and Christian Roberts. So yeah, Julian Glover making his rounds here. Oh man, Blake Seven. I you know sometimes Blake Seven um, hits home runs, and sometimes it, when given an opportunity, it uh, it completely fumbles them, and. This episode, as we, you know, to just jump ahead a little bit, waits until there's 19 minutes left to bring 30, in... 32 the, minutes in. One of the great actors in. in British television in the 70s and 80s. And you think, oh my God, that's Julia Glover. Where has he been for the first two thirds of this episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah, I, I was stunned by that. Um, And he's not... I mean... If you, I'm sure there was an advertisement, but I I don't think he's like in the credits till like the end, right? So he would be a surprise if you had no idea. Coming I guess I mean, uh, who knows what they were promoting at the time when it comes to you know what Julian Glover? It's like I don't I don't know what Julian. I mean, he was in a lot. Uh, we were just talking about mm-hmm. Britbox before we came on <laughs> right. online here, and uh, I noticed that like he's in a few of these uh, these costume uh, dramas from the from the late seventies, early eighties. So like he was a, he was an entity even when he was in Doctor Who in. 1965 in the mm-hmm. crusade uh and certainly by the time of city of death which is kind of close to around where this is mm-hmm. uh in time he was you know quite quite a get for a guest star and i'm thinking of all the different guest star spots you could have for someone like julian glover in this season uh if not the whole show uh you put them you put him as a doctor in an episode and he's only in it for like <laughs> Less than half the episode. It felt like a bit of a waste to me. Yeah, it's he kills it with the time he's given. But yeah, it was really. Str- I have to wonder. Do you, they're like okay, Julian's schedule opened up for a day. Do you want him? I I don't know because the I, this is an oddly structured 
uh, episode. Uh-huh. Um, in that, you know, there's there's Gan. All of a sudden, it looks like oh, he's got uh, he's having some issues here. He's getting a bit of a headache. Um, and and sort of you know, and then he starts acting erratically, and uh, and there's this 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 crazy fight scene that happens with like handheld cameras and like for a split second, you can see the stu- the studio mm-hmm. lighting rig. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and then like the whole first half of the episode, if not more, <laughs> just sort of like rotates around, uh, Gan flexing his hands on and off in the, in the, uh, in the medical bay that's on film and what people are going to do about it. And it's, uh, and then in the latter third of the episode, they finally go to this, uh, um, this station and it feels like that entire, like t- 30 minutes probably could have been like a pre-credit scene in any mm-hmm. other show, but right. they spend more than half the time, uh, dealing with that. I don't know. What did, what did you think about the, the pacing of this story? Well, I didn't remember this episode from the, for good reason, probably. I like, for so I, I guess I didn't remember Julian. I remember Julian Glover maybe being on here, but like this particulars of this episode, I did not. And when I was writing up, I I'd go through the cast list first and stuff. Oh yeah, Julian Glover's on here. And then it was like, does he have a voiceover at the end or something? Like what? It, and right. I I first I'm watching it, um, and I was convinced this is oh they're doing a bottle episode, saving some money. Uh-huh. Nobody's gonna leave the uh, Liberator. Uh, and then I'm like, wait, 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 no, they gotta do something. Julian Glover comes in this episode, like, and it, yeah, that 32 minutes of this could have been a five minute prologue uh, before they get there. And I did credit that they found a way to give Gan, uh, make him a focal point, and perfectly utilize him at the same time. <laughs> How, how can we use him yet not have him do anything? I know exactly. we'll just we'll have him comatose for the most part and sort of flex his hands as if he's uh uh I don't know that's just over hyperactive because of his his limiter tip malfunctioning. Yeah, it, he yeah he goes into this rage. Um, but yeah, I it was really bizarre that Julian. Gl- I mean, I'm sure there are maybe big name. British television actors that have popped up on things like this that were probably big and wasted in their time that uh-huh. uh, that I just don't realize. But it's Julian Glover, I mean, even yeah, like you said, right here, he's somebody. I mean, granted, he's about to go on his run in Empire Strikes Back uh, on uh, da, not uh, for for your eyes only. Yeah, there and, we go. Yep. And then uh, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade, just being this like great. I mean. Talk about a guy who can nail both a television and film presence, which is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, sometimes TV people get into movies and you're like, eh, I feel like I'm watching TV. He nails both. Um, he, he knows he knows his medium. He knows his audience. Uh, but, yeah, just it's so bizarre that he shows up here late, is in a room with just a couple people, and it's over before <laughs> you realize it. Yeah. I know, and but you know, the second you see him, mm-hmm. you perk up. No, no, Glover, it, you know, <laughs> we're getting somewhere now. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, and he, you know, matches wits with people, um, with you know the the idea of what's going on because they're in a neutral base. That's kind of the focus too. They're 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 very proudly neutral, but he mm. is sort of against. 
Uh, Blake, I believe Blake tried to convince him they're sort of maybe Federation, but he doesn't really say one or the other because yeah. Blake knows they're neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's a guy that just can't take neutral anymore and kind of screws up this whole thing. I mean, the Liberator crew gets what they want out of it, but his character is the one of contention. Yeah, and and like every it's they also sort of go through some weird whirlpool in space. Oh just yes, to sort of you know the red of, whirlpool, the red whirlpool, just to put a bit of danger in. Um, which I, the the only thing I can think of that that that's actually adds to it to the story is that it's for some reason suddenly gives Avon a reason to say, uh, once we're through this, Blake, I'm finished. I'm out. I'm thinking, this is the one thing? Like, I, it feels like, is this the straw that broke the camel's back? Or is this just like, uh, Avon reacts to to a random happenstance of trying to save their crew member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is the one that's going to turn Avon. And so he instantly goes to the space station to sort of like try and arrange like I'm staying, I'm abandoning the liberator and everything and sort of tries to set that plot in motion. And it lasts for like seven minutes once Avon realizes that it's a trap and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of a bit of a runaround. He doesn't really want to leave the liberator. They just sort of crafted this in to give it a bit of intrigue as to, you know, give him a reason to go over there, but he never really does. You know, you, you you never really feel like his heart is into it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a few things, Things like that, the whirlpool, the the uh, Avon's sudden um, uh, conversion and then conversion back are just sort of like kind of add to the running time of this episode, I feel. Yeah, a lot of padding, a lot of padding. And you had Julian Glover the whole time. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's just stuff going on. Like there's a whirlpool, there's something with Gan, but it's not, yeah. there's no through line till we get to julian glover and then it's okay this is it's a very good 19 minutes from then yeah de- decently um, uh-huh. or maybe i'm just maybe i'm just a hostage you know, i've been stuck on this liberator with this plot that's like what's going on and then it's like i'll take anything with without the, the not the liberator crew right now okay cool we got well, something else Remember, I don't remember which episode it was. It might have been um, episode nine. I didn't, the episodes with Servaland and or Travis, where you basically mm-hmm. you can you can sort of bounce between uh, storylines a little bit when you're sort of getting the you know the ball rolling a little bit. Um, I find that's helpful because if you're stuck entirely on the Liberator, it's uh, I find the pace doesn't quite you know need to be where it is to sort of get the ball rolling on an episode. Um, next week's works in a different way, which we'll get to. But, you know, the fact that we have to basically go sequentially, like, here's what's happening here. Like, there's there's not enough happening on the Liberator for two separate storylines to be happening on the ship at the same time. It's always, what's happening to Gan? We're fighting Gan. Now he's over there. And basically, if they're going to cut away to something, it's just two characters going what's happening to Gan and then cutting back to what's happening to Gan. And it's like, there's no momentum at all. Whereas I, I don't think you could have, however, uh, structured it to introduce the station, uh, XK seven two early because there's no reason for them to be in that story until they arrive there with Gan, uh, in need of help. So I don't, I, Maybe there's, you know, this is a story just to sort of address the fact that uh, Gan has a limiter in his head and they they maybe have to like sort of fix that a little bit, but to take a whole 50 minute story to do it feels 
uh, a, a little off. Very excessive. Um, bloated on, what would you say, bloated on one side and then the other half is not enough or too kind kind of rushed yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's uh you know there's that um the one uh, underling that sort of comes uh, across and immediately is an hr problem with jenna just completely oh, yeah yeah uh, yep yep lately hits on her because apparently we have to have that and that kind of goes nowhere it just like you know there's no payoff to that at all it's just like he's a weird creep to Jeddah and uh, yeah. and you think that he's going to like confront him? It's no, it just sort of and not in a Lando Calrissian. What have we here? Way it is no, no. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh God, what's going on, guys? Ooh, yeah. Very there's weird. yeah. There's some there's some hopping between the two ship or the station and because Julian Glover does come over uh, at one point. Um, he does. And then, to do the operation, and then he sort of like you know once he realizes who they are, he's sort of like, "Up, oh, not going to operate until uh, the Federation gets here, and I'm going to sell them out." And uh, and that's what it. I, you know what? I, I love watching Julian Glover do anything. I just love mm-hmm. the way he sort of like nonchalantly puts his feet up and just sort of like you know, just sitting there. Yep, nope, not doing it, not doing it at all. <laughs> no, no. Um, I do like you uh, talking about the Avon. Uh, crisis of should i stay or should i go that mm-hmm. um they did have a the, there's a line like early on and um where he's like uh, talking to villa he's like why do you stay with blake and he goes i like and villa's like i like him he goes that isn't a good enough reason mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's like, true i suppose they do lay it a little a little but that could have been in any given episode yeah with avon so it's it's kind of kind of interesting that they would try to do that um you feel like they could have picked a better episode to pull that with with avon yeah and you know what you uh, you know the direction doesn't really lend it any credence either because the confrontation like happens in like a long shot <laughs> like, yeah he, there's people like walking by and like avon's like by the way blake just so you know before you go out of the room this is it for me you know i feel like they they could have zoomed in cut to a tighter shot for those two talking about that if it really meant something uh, but like watching it, it's thinking, come on, I, even, even I don't believe you on this one, Haven. Yeah. Well, you also got, uh, where they're talking about, um, he had the one, two, or as I asked, staying with you requires a degree of stupidity, which I am no longer capable. And Blake's like, now you're just being modest. <laughs> Is that Chris Boucher again? Is Chris Boucher in, oh, he's uh, uh, working his, working, touching up the script a little bit? I feel like it might have been. Yeah, he is snappy. Like I, I, it's funny. The second watch through the show, I'm, I'm much more appreciating a lot of this dialogue than I did the first time around. Um, maybe because I'm paying more attention to it, but I'm, I'm like, man, this show's really got some good, good lines here, here and there that are not probably properly accredited to. The person who wrote them. No, no, I definitely sense Chris Boucher's hand in it. And uh, and honestly, uh, as much as I enjoy Blake Seven, it is it uh, those lines that really keep me coming back to mm-hmm. to watch a so time ago. Usually, it's Avon. Usually, Avon is the vehicle right. for these uh, these lines because he's the most sardonic of everyone, anyone on that ship. Uh, and Villa maybe a close second, uh, but uh, I feel like those two are are the best line delivery vectors. Yeah, well, and, and Paul Darrow really helped it too. He's good at that because they they try to give some to like Jenna 
once yeah. in a while, and they don't fall right sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't feel right coming for her, does it? Even though like she's probably got the sketchiest background out of any of them because she's right. Like, pirate and all that but uh oh yeah we're gonna get uh, to that yeah uh, yeah but even like even i guess is a white collar criminal so maybe that's why he's uh he's he, he has the intelligent sardonic wit but oh i did write down the line uh, about the the cat collar guy uh he says hello this place is full of pretty girls ah <laughs> uh, some good old late 1970s sexism it's great uh, uh, sorry guys that's that's my uncle philip yeah, yeah, it shows. Up. Um, yeah, um, they do, and the, but the not, oh, it's not Rainer; it's the Kane guy. He knows mm-hmm. that uh, who the uh, the the Liberator crew is because he's like they lie badly. I have that one. It's like that's that's good because he's seen them like on TV or something yep. like that, so he knows who they are. They're lying uh, liars. That's what they yeah. do. Lie. Mm-hmm. Um. There's oh just uh, I do have, yeah, I have more I I write down these lines because I just I get um there's a, are you defending their behavior I can't defend ours uh, <laughs> good, good one yeah uh, is there any way I could thank you you could try getting caught I think that's that... oh yeah that that would be, I would made uh, made Blake smile which is yep. kind of nice actually yeah uh, and nice uh, oh. nice, <laughs> nice under, understanding between them too um. Uh, back back to Glover's character again. Yes. It feels like you know about he's he's so precious about you know his hands and stuff about how he's the best doctor ever mm-hmm. in, in the whole universe. And I do like you know uh, the threat that you need me, Blake, and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, if you um, you know if you don't complete uh, this operation in twenty minutes, I shall destroy both your hands. So that mm. like that threat kind of uh, hits home for him. Um, he doesn't seem like he's that much of a violent person, but then at the very end of the episode, he teleports back and all of a sudden he like, I can't remember his name, but like he instantly becomes a, on a murderous rampage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damn your neutrality. You, you touched my hands <laughs> and he picks up a weapon and just beats him to death with it and then his last uh, shot is him staring at his hands and thinking I, I am supposed to save life with these not take them is what he's sort of like you know thinking probably in the script before uh, the, the Federation missiles lock on and, and destroy the whole station but I just thought it was a little too sudden of a turn turning poor Julian Glover into a, a homicidal maniac at the end oh yeah yeah he goes nutso right away I mean he doesn't live much longer after that but because uh, mm-hmm. There's there's like a bolt that gets shot out and misses the liberator, just blows up the station, just yep. leaving more dead bodies in Blake's wake. Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, if they, and then they all have a laugh at the end. They yeah. just, I hope you're back. And oh, by the way, welcome back. <laughs> and what did I friend. miss? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, Gan. The whole uh, episode, Gan. The whole episode's about you, and you missed it. You mean yeah. Julian Glover? The Julian Glover operated on me? <laughs> yes, he did. Well, they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, they get it out? N- no, but we trust the psycho doctor <laughs> fixed it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. not a lot was solved by the end of all that. Oh, it's a it's a very well, I guess there's the through line that Gan has been having problems up to this, but mm. I mean aside from like you know you have to watch because Julian Julian Glover's here he plays a mad surgeon he goes nuts at the end but like this is just a stop off on the journey that doesn't really 
add up to a whole lot. Yeah, and and it's like I'm I'm not sure why when uh, when Gan's limiter fails, he needs to he has the impulse to do whatever um, the rest of his crew doesn't want to do. Like, oh, we need to keep this cable stable to get through the red whirlpool, and so he goes in this rage and like throws everyone across the room. And I have to detach this cable. Like <laughs> he doesn't even know what it's. For. Four, uh, but his, it, you know, it's like a zombie. Oh, crush, kill, destroy! I Rage. am a contrarian. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the odd oddest side effects happen when uh, when your limiter chip um, starts malfunctioning. Well, there's I guess. The, there's the age old. Oh, Kelly, can you just loosen these? I'm not yeah. comfortable. I'm like, well, and, and Kelly, the telepath, is just like, sure, sure, why not? I mean, it's good. Look at him. I mean, I can read your thoughts, but yeah, yeah you know what. <laughs> He tried to strangle literally all of us, but yeah, I'll let him go. He looks like he's he's earned himself a cookie. I don't get how it's uncomfortable. Those things are not like tight against him. I mean, he's, no. got, he's got a good couple feet over. His, yeah, like just sit arches. up. Like I just need to sit up. Can I just sit up? Like, do you really need to sit up? I think we're pretty happy lying down. Like, Gullible Cali. Yeah, so we're gonna wait till we find a surgeon in this galaxy to fix your mm-hmm. head. Yeah. One of the neutral ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they go over a couple planets before. They're like, you know what? There's a space station here, and they're neutral. This, this guy should be all right. He's not, but no. it takes him 32 minutes to get there. I think it was 32 on the dot, honestly, when, yeah. they, when you first see Julian Glover, because I was like, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I, I know that I knew that he was going to turn up in one of these episodes. And I was getting close thinking, wait a minute. Is this the one? Is this the one where he's barely? Oh, it is too. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I did. I did mm-hmm. credit. I, I thought the model work was pretty okay in this one. Right. Compared to what I was like, you know what? There's some impressive shots and it, it was passable. I was like, you know. Not bad. Yep. Uh, I also want to credit uh, the designer of this. I don't know if how many. Um, uh, episodes he did as I frantically check uh, uh, the wiki page. Um, he only did this one episode. Peter Peter Brahatsky, uh, who does his only Blake Seven episode, he is famous for only designing one episode of Doctor Who. That being the pilot episode, which of course is remade as the very first episode. Mm, so Peter okay. Brahatsky designed the iconic TARDIS interior in that first story. Uh, oh, wow. So his legacy goes on after having like just been on the show for barely a few weeks, and uh, this is his only Blake Seven episode too. So I don't think there are as as iconic a set design in this episode that carries on through the ages like the TARDIS. But uh, it's it was it was interesting to see his name pop more up crossover, the, uh, more yeah. more just. Uh, I, I did I, like you taught the set design, and then there's the the costume design. I liked didn't go overboard. It like felt. Now, like the surgeon outfits, you yep. could have gone crazy, but they, you know what? They were tangible. They looked, they looked okay. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that 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 works. They look like functional surgical outfits with a little twist on them. I was like, all right, that, to make them a little bit spacey, just a little spacey, just a bit, yep. just hair. So, yeah, but uh, I think that's all I got for this one. Yeah, probably me too. Just pacing and not enough Julian Glo- or. Not getting to Julian Glover, you could have. He could have spent the same amount of screen time, but spread it, fix it, mm-hmm. figure something out. I just, yeah, yeah this is a unbalanced script that, yeah, man, yeah, breakdown. 
Uh, okay, Steven. So, uh, so, of course, again, for Earth, before we give it to the Federation, but uh, before we head out, uh, share with people your information. I am on Twitter at Legopolis, and also I do Doctor Who podcasts called Radio Free Scar, Lazy Doctor Who, and The Memory Cheats. All right. Hashtag, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. All right. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work on com. There is more from the Brandon Peters Show um, going on, working on some things. I don't know when I'm releasing things. I'm recording this ahead of things. So just keep listening. Uh, Monday episodes, there's always something there. And there's always something here, Old Space Show Wednesday. So maybe just tune into Old Space Show next Wednesday as Stephen and I talk bounty. But uh, until then, from old space, if it takes all my life, I will destroy you, Blake. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.